We're back for the uh, July podcast news. Stuart, welcome. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to you, Matt. Uh, th- this is the sound of I have no idea how to intro this <laughs> this, this news show <laughs> is, is, is what that was. What is it all the influencers say? It's Matt and Stuart back at you with another... <laughs> Uh, don't make me hit the air horn button on the Roadcaster Pro. <laughs> Mash, that like call- <laughs> Mash that <laughs> like button. Mash that like button. It's calling my name. If you don't know, every last week of the month, Stuart and I sit down and uh, we chat industry podcast, podcast industry news, audio news, creator news, uh, the headlines that have come across our desk that we feel. Uh, are going to impact you, dear podcaster, Castos customer. Uh, And we want to just share that stuff with you, and hopefully you can learn a little bit more about it. Don't forget to follow this podcast at audiencepodcast.fm. All the subscribe buttons are there. Press those buttons, subscribe to the show, follow us. Send us your questions. If you have questions for Stuart and I, email us, hello at castos.com. We'll get you on the next uh, uh, news episode that we put out. With your questions, send us an audio file. You're, I mean, you should be a podcaster listening to this. Throw it in a Dropbox, make it quick, and we'll air it on the show. If you're not a podcaster, I'd love to hear from 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 them. Just more, I'd intellectually be curious why a non-podcaster would, would be listening to this. Maybe the plan is to launch a podcast. <laughs> I, I would hope. I would hope. No, no, no. I want a, a person who just, just finds this titillating. Yeah. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Okay. We're going to talk about this Acast news. Acast, primarily a competitor to Castos, big company, big podcast hosting company, and uh, they do a lot with ads and original series and subscriptions and everything like that. They made some. They made a big splash. They purchased Podchaser, which was what I used to refer to as the only social media network for podcasters. I spent a, a little bit of time on it, but oh man, I, I never really got a lot of value out of it other than, yeah, you could create some nice bios, like you could create like a creator bio, you could list all of your podcasts that you host or co-host. The cool thing was, you know, they had the producer and the host tag and the co-host tag and all of that stuff. That was cool, but Did I never you- really used it a lot. Did you? No, I, I on your recommendation, I went and, and got set up there. <laughs> And really, really didn't stay at it after it. I like the idea in theory. I've always hoped that there was some kind of like IMDB for podcasters where it's like, all right, this is the authoritative source. This person has produced this many podcasts. Not as quite in tune with all this stuff as as you are, but uh, that seems like a big deal that two big companies like that would merge yeah, a deal worth almost thirty-four million dollars. If you go to Podland, we'll try to uh, we'll try to link this up in the show notes as well. Uh, Sam Sethi, James Cridlin, they both host a, a weekly news podcast over at Podland. Uh, Sam Sethi is, is on the story. We've been talking about the story now for a couple months. <laughs> uh, we're working on uh, uh, something called the story. You'll hear actually, Sam Sethi on the on these airwaves. The uh, they covered obviously the deal and they interviewed the founder of Podchaser. And why I said begrudgingly about ACAS is because they've been in the news, especially on, on Pod News, for the last few months as well, about their email spam marketing tactics. Effectively going after other podcasters and saying, hey, we're a better podcast host, come over here. 
and uh, infuriating, of course, <laughs> you know, every t- like it just kept going, right? And, you know, we heard from some Castles customers were receiving these emails. Other podcast hosts were specifically targeted as like a blanket mass email across all of their customers. Uh, not a good look for Acast, uh, which is why, you know, I, I don't really care to, to cover it, but this is big industry news. And I say that because if you're into Podchaser, like everything, we just don't know what's going to happen with this data. Uh, James Cridlin actually made a joke on Twitter. was like, oh, they, you know, that's a pretty big email list they bought. Like, yeah, it is, because they have a ton of emails, like you, you, yours and mine, Stuart, um, but for building our bios. So this is all this kind of data now pouring into Acast, uh, you know, to do God knows what, but, you know, one would hope that they, they're looking to improve Podchaser, but not a lot of good uh, marketing tactics. Cridlin has been following it on Pod News. He says that the spam has has subsided from Acast, but you never know. It could happen again. It's just not fun. It's not fair in this industry to do something like that. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think it was like Pod News even in the, one of their newsletters, didn't they refer to them as the biggest spammer in our industry? And that's I, I've I have not been targeted by Acast, so I don't know whether to feel offended or slighted or happy. <laughs> about that but uh <laughs> well you'll know when it comes to your pod chaser yeah. bio what's the saying uh the saying is any news is good news bad news is good i, I forget how it goes uh but uh also some news for Acast as well uh wtf with mark Marin podcast plus launched on Acast, and what this is is a subscription podcast f- um where uh, uh fans of the show of mark Marin's podcast can pay to subscribe uh you We'll have the link in the show notes, but you can buy in for $5 a month monthly, or $5 a month or $3 a month. And there's some different levels here. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because subscription podcast is something that we've been doing at Castos now for well over a year. And it's, it's a slow, it's look, it's a slow adoption. When people think about monetizing their show, which you've been listening to on this very podcast, Stuart interviews folks that, that monetize their shows in different ways. Subscription podcast is still yet to to catch on, and I think it's just it's not a tech it's not a tech thing anymore. It's still slightly technical. We make it fairly easy at Castos, but it's it is a mindset thing where where I don't know maybe get your your opinion on this, Stuart. But I think that people there's a few things that they think of. They go, God, I have to create original content on this RSS stream. I'm already struggling enough to get it on my open RSS stream, let alone this other one. Um, you know, he's doing something, or he or Marin's team, I'm sure, you know, he has the archives, uh, and then he has the full Marin, it's what he calls it, for the $5 a month. That's an interesting play, too. It's like, if you have hundreds and hundreds of episodes, uh, I mean, if you want a back catalog, uh, that's an interesting play. Something I've not thought of before is just selling the archives. That's one way to monetize a show. It doesn't have to be original content. It could be your list of hundreds of old episodes. He has 1,300 plus. Um, and then the $5 a month. I think all of this, what I'm saying here is once this catches on, subscription podcast, that is, do it at Castos, number one. Uh, but I think it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to lean into because I don't know if ads are going to survive. What Mark Marin's doing is, you know, five, $5 a month is not a lot of money, but it's going to be spread out over probably a few hundred thousand listeners, I would, I would guess, right? <laughs> Maybe not that many, but tens of thousands, certainly. So even something like that, of course, the bigger your audience, the bigger windfall 
you're going to have. And of course, again, it's not always a fair comparison because if you're starting from scratch and you don't really have anything to build off of, making that distinction between what's exclusive content and what isn't can be pretty tricky. And in Mark Maron's case, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, 15 years worth of of interviews and audios that he can repurpose. It's a little bit different. So if you're thinking about making a subscription podcast, keep that in mind. Um, and again, I think I like what you talk about it being the slow build. I mean, I think like the idea of monetizing a podcast is not something that's going to happen very quickly for, for most people, uh, particularly if you don't have a public profile. So it's a cool story. I was, you know, I, I know I, I wanted to talk about that because uh, I think it's it, it's probably on on the better I guess more positive news of things Acast is doing because I think that's that's also great for a creator like Mark Marin like I know he's already probably pretty wealthy and last I heard he was getting something like you know thirteen grand per episode just off from from ad revenue maybe even more now based on some of the new numbers we're, we're going to look at so I'm glad a person that you know he probably and in my view he's done a lot I think to make podcasting better. He's a good guy, a good comedian. I love his I love his podcast, so I'm I'm always happy, even if someone's already successful, that they can kind of find some ways to reap the benefits of of their hard work. A lot of the challenges that that uh, we face, and I know you face too, when you uh, are producing a show, especially for somebody who's just getting into the podcasting spaces. It's a lot of this upfront education of not just producing great audio, but creating a business out of it is whatever that business means to you, whether that's just getting some donations or whether that means running a subscription podcast like this or going into like an ad network. And I think that a challenge is a little bit of the tech. Okay. How do I do the subscription podcast? How do people get it? But also I think from the uh, novice podcaster, they might look at what Mark Marin has here. And they say $5 a month. You know, I've got, you know, 20 listeners. <laughs> that's not going to, you know, that's not going to, or a hundred listeners, let's be fair. Let's, you know, we got a hundred listeners a month. We're not really going to make a lot of money. And that's the problem. I think is a little bit of a mindset thing. I think when you're at scale, like a Marin, who's whatever podcast celebrity, top 20 podcasts, or maybe top 50 podcasts um, every month. When you're at scale, you have, like you said, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who are trying to make this $5 decision but if you're somebody who's running an indie, like a real small indie show, um, 100 listeners, 200 listeners, 1,000 listeners, your monthly subscription could be $15. It could be $50, but you're going to give more to that. It's not just going to be about the audio. The audio can be the foundation of it. It could be the thing that that spawns the extra value. So you get this audio feed, and through this audio feed, I'm going to tell you about all these other things and create this original content for you, but also give you access to like a membership or book or something like that. And, and that's like the sort of mindset that the small creators have to put themselves in into, I think, to make this successful. Because on the ad front, just to share some news about what we've been testing here on our own competitors platform, we, uh, you and I, Stuart, ran an ad for the audience podcast on uh, Buzz, uh, Buzzsprout's uh, ad network. And, you know, we, I paid the a hundred bucks. You made the audio, you made the, the, the ad. I paid the hundred bucks and we were guaranteed 5,000 impressions, 2,500 impressions. Uh, I forget the number, uh, what it was, if it was a 5,000 or 2,500, um, I think it was 5,000 and our stats didn't move an inch. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, do I blame you, Stuart, on that ad? No, no, um, oh, I, don't blame, <laughs> I don't. All right. You know, I, I don't I still blame. Have a job. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, it's it's just not how advertising works, right? It you know, one month, one time is not going to move the needle in advertising anywhere else, uh, and especially if the ask is to go listen to another podcast. Now, this is sort of taking, this is sort of a sidebar moving away from the ACAST topic and into something that we didn't really plan on talking about, but advertising, uh, that hundred bucks didn't move the needle. I'm not saying that Buzzsprout's platform is wrong, though I would have liked to be able to target other podcast shows or audio uh, engineering shows, like some kind of category that's close to podcasting that I know would drive that traffic to us. Their ad platform didn't allow me to do that. I could select categories. I could see they had like this weird, it was, yeah, 5,000, reach 5,000 listeners for a hundred bucks. I could see the shows that I was advertising on. Like I could see a few of them. I couldn't see all of them, which was weird. I assume our peers over at Buzzsprout will improve that. Uh, but advertising is going to take, if you're trying to grow your show, advertising your show, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money. It's just how advertising works. It doesn't happen instantly. It's not month one. That's why you keep hearing mattress ads on Marin's show and other popular shows over and over and over again, because that's how it works. And I don't think a lot of indie podcasters are going to want to throw 1200 bucks a year at Buzzsprout ads to grow their show, because 1200 bucks a year, they could do probably more with other marketing assets or cre uh, content creation, video, stuff like that. Yeah, and I try to have anyway, a lot of opinion. yeah. I mean, like, I, and I try to have a lot of compassion with with newbies because again, I think I think audio has given me so much in my life. I, I want to share that with people, but I also I also want people to be smart about it. It's it's going to be multiple things, right? And speaking of the story, we talked about this with Adam Curry as well. Is uh, at least in my opinion, is you know he is all about value for value and getting paid in uh, Bitcoin, uh, also known as Satoshi's in in their context. And which is fine. Like he's, that's what he's all about. I'm all about do all of them. <laughs> like, because as a starving artist, I'm going to just throw out all of these options and someone out there pick one to give me something in order to continue to create this content. Nothing wrong with the Buzzsprout stuff. 24 podcasts, 5,000 downloads uh, are the needle didn't move. What that translates to on the other side, and I'm going to bring this up again, is hopefully not coming off as like bashing our, our peers at, at Buzzsprout. But when people think about like, which route do I go? Do I go and sell one-on-one -on -one brand deals, which is the arguably the hardest thing to do because you have to find the brand, you have to sell to the brand, and you have to be comfortable doing all that? Or do you go the easy route, which are ads, but also the lowest f form of, uh, of return, right? Because you just go into a network and please God pay me the $28 per CPM, a uh, thousand downloads. And in the case of Buzzsprout, we actually had a customer email us the support desk the other day and it, it came to me they were asking about ads and they were mistaken i gotta love the novice podcaster <laughs> they said hey at buzzsprout i can make one dollar and 14 cents per download nope <laughs> because if that were the case i'd be rich <laughs> uh it's not it's uh zero it's point zero one four uh so uh a penny and almost a half that you get uh, uh, per download, and that's once you hit the threshold of a thousand. So uh, once you get a thousand, you can get that payout, fourteen dollars, right, for a thousand downloads. A lot of us work 
really hard to get to a thousand downloads. This is where I look at subscription podcasts as the winner, because if you have a thousand downloads, chances are there's a hundred people there that might pay you a buck a month. Even if that, like, if that's the lowest form you want to go, chances are there might be even in 50 people who would pay you a buck a month is still going to outperform the $14 per thousand, you know, that you'll get from, from ad networks or at least Buzzsprout's ad network. And, and largely all the other ones are, um, around the same thing, 14 to $28. If, if you have the right advertiser buying your in- inventory. So, I mean, this is just me. I just see subscription podcasts as the advantage, but I also say do all the things to make yourself money because ain't nobody helping you. We'll try. We're trying to help you. <laughs> uh, but you know, no, none of these ad networks or, or big platforms like a pod chaser, like an ACAST are really going to help. I'm excited to share that Adam Curry conversation with, with people, because again, I think he has a, he has a pretty practical, uh, and, and simple way of just kind of leaning into your audience for support. And you might actually find that, yeah, people actually are willing to support your show. And the only reason they haven't is because they haven't been asked. Mm-hmm. 100%. Let's pump our chests a little bit here. Not that we take any claim, uh, you know, to this, um, to this victory. Uh, there's a podcast hosted here at Castos called the Masala Podcast. Recently came in third place at the British Podcast Awards for best show. Am I getting that correct? Yeah. Nominated in 2020 and 2021, won this year, hosts at Castos. Uh, We were thrilled. You reached out and hopefully getting them on the the audience podcast, right? Yeah, that's something to kind of... I won't say mark your calendars for it, but keep your ears to the ground because we're gonna have we're gonna have a conversation um, with that host. And I'm and uh, apologies in advance if I don't uh, say the name exactly correctly, but Sanjita Palali is the host of that show. Uh, it's it's a pretty neat concept. It's a feminist podcast uh, based in South Asia, and the premise of it is that they just discuss topics that are that are taboo everything from sexuality to body shaming mental health sexual harassment all, all that stuff you know stuff people in particular women deal with in, in every walk of life that's one of the great things about this medium is that you know you have you have people who are able to kind of knock down walls like that things that maybe in a more mainstream media platform they wouldn't be able to discuss you know, she, she does that. So yeah, not, yeah. Again, I, no one at Castos had anything to do with her winning that award. It was all her and her team, but, um, it, it is great to be able to have some small role in providing that platform, uh, for, for somebody to, to make something awesome. Yeah. I mean, and you know, me as, as the lead PR team for, for Castos, I always love to, uh, again, look around at the peer, at our peers and say, Hey, we have an award-winning show hosted here. I didn't see uh, some of my uh, fellow podcast hosts. This is all in fun, right? But uh, I didn't see them on the pod news list, uh, like the real big uh, podcast hosts that are out there, Anchor being one of them, hilariously. Uh, Acast, again, uh, Libsyn, some of these real large uh, you know, podcast hosting companies. And then the ones that we kind of rub shoulders with, hey, man, we're out there. We're out there with our award-winning uh podcast and we're going to get them on the audience podcast which will be really cool so just a fun moment for everyone uh congrats to the masala podcast 
Last article sort of wrapping up here. Digital audio takes up an increasing share of U.S. and digital media time. We'll link that up. Uh, Insiderintelligence.com has a piece about rising podcast listenership draws, of course, advertising dollars. Uh, I'm going to read this quote. Within digital audio, podcast listening remains the standout subcategory in terms of growth. Digital audio includes music, digital radio. I want to come back to that. (laughs) Audiobooks, seminars, and even a new format called audio mentories, audio mentories, but podcasts continue to be the hottest item. U.S. adults spent with, po- uh, U.S. adults, U.S. adult time, U.S. adult time spent with podcasts will expand by 15% this year, reaching just over 23 minutes per day. That amounts to 23.1% of the total, total digital audio time. Five years ago, podcasts only accounted for 9.1% of digital audio time. It's not fair that that digital radio, what is it? Just streamed radio? (laughs) Like, get that out of here. Like, it's it's still legacy radio. The interesting thing for me was that definition of digital audio versus traditional radio um, that is streamed online. This stuff is is really interesting. Seminars, I don't even know where one goes to find a collection. Like, as a consumer, like if I said, boy, I'd really love to listen to seminars today. (laughs) Like, where, where do I go? Is it, I mean, is it being released like via RSS, right? I mean, I, technically, I that's, technically a, that's technically a podcast if it is. I, I, I mean, I've never, I've never listened to a seminar on, on Spotify before or anything, no. or anything like that. I usually Audio. seminars, you, you kind of have to get there on, on purpose. I never just like come across a seminar while I'm scrolling through, <laughs> through Spotify. This is, this is new information to me. Uh, I just searched for Audio, God, I got to be careful live searching on, on Google for this stuff. Audio seminars, I found learnoutloud.com, which looks like it hasn't been updated in since 1997. <laughs> uh, oh, right here, right there, 2009. I wasn't that far off uh, the last time that was updated. So audio seminars, hey, we'll, you know, we'll link this up uh, in the show notes. The good news is everything's growing uh, for podcasts. Uh, there was some maybe indication that it was shrinking, uh, you know, a little bit, I guess maybe it depends on where you get your data at the end of the day. Maybe it's just all even <laughs> and it's like, it's still as, as popular as it was. Yeah. Was wasn't everybody like kind of freaking out or maybe not freaking out, but wasn't there a little bit of concern last time we talked about this, this subject? Listen, I mean, I, there's days I wake up, I can't eat peanut butter and you know, then you can't eat peanut butter and then you can't eat jelly. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do here? Do I you know a podcast growing? Yes. No. People still publishing. And then I just pick up the mic and do it again. In a tweet from Marco Arment. So this is uh, Marco Arment on uh, DAI. So dynamic ad insertion. If you don't know what dynamic ad insertion is, it's uh, basically a way where you can either load up an ad from a network or put in your own uh, audio file and then dynamically insert it into your podcast, generally at the top of the show uh, as a pre-roll or mid-roll wherever you want for some podcast uh, hosting platforms. But anyway, Marco Arment, uh, the developer of Overcast, one of the world's most popular, if not the most popular third-party podcast app on iOS, uh, tweeted out feedback uh, from reviews, uh, Apple App Store reviews from his own users. And I quote, I really like the way the app works, but lately they've been adding on advertising to all of my podcasts. I get they have to make money, but uh, have a real hatred for gambling ads. And now I've started to get those. We'll probably switch back to an app that does, uh, that doesn't, I guess the person was saying, doesn't add in extra ads purely because of the gambling ads. 
And uh, so he went on a little tweet tirade about this stuff. It's not him. This is uh, this is on either the podcast host, as in the terms of service, like your free podcast host might be able to play ads on your behalf and you have no idea. Like you could be a health and fitness channel and suddenly like Pringles is advertising on your podcast, just quite the opposite of what you, you want to reach. <laughs> um, and any host or any creator that injects dynamic ads, it's not his app, but the average consumer thinks because there's such friction with poor ads that people start blaming overcast uh for that you know on one hand i have podcasters coming to me stuart saying give me the ads i want to monetize my show with ads and then i see consumers i see audio consumers going i hate ads this is oil and water right again find value value for value or subscription podcast or do something else other than ads the easy button sometimes is going to cause a lot of headaches and Marco sort of illustrated that in his in his Twitter storm. Another review. Their ads for other podcasts are so loud, I, I blew out my eardrum and had to visit the doctor. You better believe I'll be speaking with my lawyers as well. Don't download unless you want ear problems. <laughs> and the well, review that, continues. To just and that's the on. other thing. It's like, you know, th- we're, we're talking third parties. I mean... On one hand, I don't want to treat the listeners too delicately. I like, I think people can handle. Look, you're listening to a podcast for free, okay? Like, so it's perfectly reasonable to expect creators to want to somehow get some return on their investment. So if that means ads, okay, I understand it. I don't always agree with it, but I but I get it. I'll never be critical of someone who's able to do that. But when again, when you lean entirely on a third party ad platform to you know, dynamically insert ads for you or, or whatever, you sometimes got to be aware of like, how does that affect the flow of your show? You know, I, I've, I was reading some things about these white noise podcasts and these people who make shows that put people to sleep on purpose, but then they, dynamically there's, there's an ad in there and it wasn't mixed by anyone involved in the show. So you're going to have different levels of volume and all that. So again, I mean, the the easy button, like you said, I mean, it comes with its drawbacks. Yeah, it's one reason why I'm not a huge fan of just kind of giving up control to, to a third party. We're not too far off from like your Apple Watch syncing with like an ad network where it, like it knows you're asleep and then like the subliminal ad comes on. You don't even know you're getting that ad, but it's in your mind and you wake up, you're like, geez, I could go for those Pringles right now. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do I, I'm so hungry. This is where maybe my personal bias starts to show a little bit too much, but I, I just, again, I get it as a practical application. You know, you need sometimes to generate ad revenue or, or, or whatever, but Man, it's just like, as just people, as human beings who just live on this earth, it just feels like there's very little time that like we don't have people trying to sell to us. And I don't want to, I don't want to exacerbate that problem through podcasting, through what I do for a living. So sometimes the more gentle, hey, you know, subscribe or, you know, pay for the subscription or if you can donate a little bit to help support this. Sometimes that just aesthetically can can be a little easier to stomach, but that's just a personal take. So that's your monthly wrap up of uh, the podcast news. 
Matt Stewart. Like, you know, God, we got to work on an outro, Stewart. Maybe that's what we'll do. <laughs> Some kind of jingle. <laughs> Something to really, you know, end bookend this, uh, this news. Listen, all you have to do, email us, hello at castos.com. We want to hear from you. If you want to send us a voicemail, uh, send it in a Dropbox. Uh, I don't have any fancy website set up for it yet. If you have a just question, you want to type it to us in good old-fashioned email, uh, we'll drop your name and your podcast name in a link in the next episode. We just want to hear from you. Email us, hello, at castos.com. Say you have a question for the audience. Podcast, thanks for hanging out today, Stuart, covering the news with me. Yeah, man, this was fun and, and good work uh, kind of rounding up all these these links and, and all that. This is, this is good stuff, very informative. I learn See something you. new every time we do this. So this is good. It's good for me, too. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, we'll see you uh, in a month.